0: Distinctive marks of hearing the inner voice of the Holy Ghost. Distinctive marks of hearing the voice of the Holy Ghost. So many people can't hear the voice of the God. They struggle. The number one question most Christians ask is, how do I hear the voice of God? Which is quite astounding, really. When you're a Christian, you've been a Christian for years and years, and you still don't clearly know what is and what is not the voice of God. Without us hearing the voice of God... How do we follow him? True? God said to us this year, at the beginning, during the Christmas holidays, when we normally close down for a week, it's the time I like to get close to the Lord, it's the time when you're not coming in, we don't have to put the church, get the church ready, and I can come into the office and I can use this bill, I can walk around, I can just pray, and I can just, I always use Christmas time to hear the Lord. Not, that's not the only time I hear the Lord by the way but I use Christmas specifically because it's a time when I just feel I'm, I'm, I can just hear God a lot more, more easier and God spoke to me he gave me a dream and he, he spoke a word to me and I'm not deviating from the left off to the right I'm staying on point with this dream I'm staying on point with what the word the Lord spoke to me and I'll, I'm, I am like a man with a nail and a hammer there's only one nail I'm driving in, and there's only one hammer in my hand. Now that can sound a bit boring and a bit repetitive, but I'm on a mission to put the nail in. Not to your coffin, but <laughs> I'm, I'm on a mission. I'm on, it sounds like the Blues Brothers, doesn't it? I'm on a mission from God. Uh, to communicate what God told me to communicate. And he told me, he said, tell the church to pursue, to push into, to press on towards and pursue me until I am established in everything they do. Now that's an awful lot of work. That's an awful lot of work, and we can't do that this morning. We can, we can, we're on the journey, but we can't do the totality of that this morning. But we are surely on the, on the journey. Amen? Amen? And in Jeremiah 6.16, yeah. This is, the, this is what the Lord says, Stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient path. Ask where the good way is. Anybody ever ask where the good way is? Yeah. Some will say it's left. Some will say it's right. Some will say it's in drugs. Some will say it's in drink. Some will say it's in pornography. People are asking, what is the way? And walking it. Hey, there's, there's a, a revelation. Why would you ask if you're not willing to walk? Only Christians ask and don't walk. Yeah? And then, what did he say? And you'll find rest. For your souls. So the key, the key to finding rest and peace and harmony is in the direction you walk. Think about this. The direction that you walk will determine your peace or your stress. So he says, walk in it. I appointed watchmen over you. I said, in other words, guys, I supplied what you needed. And when I supplied what you needed, you didn't listen and you didn't want it and you did not acknowledge it. But every now and then, I don't know about you, but God brings us to a crossroads in life. And when we get to a crossroads, we can panic. It can be a marriage, it can be financial, it can be a career, it can be your children, it can be anything. A crossroad is a time when you're uncertain. A crossroad is a time when you need some answers to some questions that you've got. Is, it, is that not right? And at a crossroad, it's a time when you can potentially panic. It's a time when you can make a choice and a decision that may not bow well for you. So we have to be very careful when we reach a crossroad, which step are we going to take from here on in? It's so, so important. And at this point, the Bible says to us, I supplied everything you needed for when you get to this point, all you are to do is ask. And when you ask, I'll lead you. Why? I will give you a counsellor. I will give you the Holy Ghost and he will lead you in the way to go. So, it's great having a counsellor. It's great asking the question, But we still come back to, can we hear God? So when we're stood at the crossroad, we still have to be able, it's not asking you a question, but because there is this plethora of emotions at that point in time, God speaking to us very often can get lost in, in this collage of emotions. Yes? So God, now God doesn't have to speak up because God hasn't got a problem with his voice. You might have a problem with your hearing. I might have a problem with my hearing. But God knows how to speak and get our attention. But this crew, this crew, what he spoke about, they ended up in a lot of serious trouble. Why? Because God had supplied everything they needed. But when it came to God to speak to them, they would not listen. Now, a trumpet is a rather loud, would you say? And they still, when the trumpet blew, they still would not listen. He gave them watchmen. So they've got watchmen, they've got trumpets, they've got everything to keep them on track. And yet, they're still finding themselves in a precarious position. And now, as you, as you continue to read the story, where did Israel end up? In exile. And the prophet had to go with them. And that was the, the mandate of a prophet, that you're part of this thing, you've got to go where they go. So... We've got to find out, how do we hear God? Because I don't, I, I don't know about you, I've been stood at many crossroads in my life. And I tell you, there's nothing like the voice of God at that time to come through. And you think, oh God, I would not have made it. He says, I know, son. I know, that's why I came through for you. Your job, son, is all you've got to do is listen. All I want you to do is listen to my voice and Keep walking. Yeah, so then we come to our scripture we read last week, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you, it's behind you, no, not that kind of voice, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, that's what I want to hear at the crossroad, that's what I want to hear, this, I don't want to hear, well the, this could be the way, I'm not quite sure. Let me ask Jesus, he might know, or let me ask the Holy Spirit, or let me ask the Father. No, you, whichever one of them appears to you and speaks to you, you want them to know the way and say, this is the way. You see, if Jesus doesn't know the way, then he undoes his own statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now we know to get the life, you've got to follow the way. And, and to get the way and the life, you've got to follow the truth. So here he says, it's going to be behind you, this way, walk in it, and then you will... Defile your idols overlaid with silver and gold. In other words, what he's saying is, once I get your attention, once you hear this voice and you start walking, I will separate you from your earthly attachments. Amen. Yes, thank you, Lord. The things that bring you down, the things that cause you to trip, the ki- things that cause you to fall. Because when you're asking the way, God sees the backpack that you're carrying. And God says he's got to get this, he's got to separate you from this backpack. The backpack symbolizes the cares of this world. Cares, riches, and pleasure. You do the anagram and work what the word is. And God takes it off. But as you keep walking in this way, God begins to sever the attachments that you've accumulated through life. Yes? The cares and the worries and pleasures of this world can really mess us up. Can really mess us up. So he says, I'll separate these things from your life. And then he explains it like a woman on a monthly cycle, which kind of gives us a graphic picture of how bad the situation is when we get our lives in a mess. How valuable is the word of the God, uh, is the word of the Lord at a moment when I need to hear it? And people will go to Uh, clairvoyances, seances, they'll go to all kinds of things to hear what they want to hear. And you've got the Holy Ghost. Wow. Thank you, Lord. It's amazing that when we give our lives to Jesus at the night, the moment, the day, we give our lives to Jesus, there was something on the inside of us that said, this is true. It was an inner voice that you hadn't learned to distinguish at this point in your life, but it was a voice, nevertheless, that caused you to make your decision and open up your heart and say, I need Jesus. True? Now, the point is, all that was given to you and was done for you, you didn't learn anything at that stage. Everything was given to you. The faith was given to you. The blood was supplied for you. The voice came into you. All you had to do, it witnessed with you and say. I need to give my life to Jesus. Is that true? But there on afterwards, you've now got to start listening. That moment on, from that moment afterwards, you have to start listening. Now, faith was given to you, grace was given to you, mercy was given to you. All the things that the Bible tells you, you've now got to develop. True? True? You've got to develop the grace of God. Well, how do we develop the grace of God? Most Christians only know about the saving grace of God. We know about the saving grace of God. It's what put Jesus on the cross. The saving grace, the grace was given to you. But then there is an empowering grace. And we have to learn how to develop the grace of God in our lives. We're not talking about saving grace now. We're talking about empowering grace. Different thing altogether. Ah, I didn't know about that. Well, once you were blind, now you can see. So we have to develop that. I was given faith at my salvation, but now I have to develop faith. Because without faith, what is it impossible to do? Please God. Right. So all these things now, I am now responsible to develop. You and I cannot get away from it. God gave the first installment. Now you have to do the rest. Amen? Amen. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom Matthew 13:19 uh, says this: when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and doesn't understand, something happens. Do you know what that is? The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. So what you want you lose. If you don't understand things and you don't develop them and don't work it through, there is one who will come and take it away. Why? Because he's a thief. Think about this. Everything that God gives you, let me sum it up by one word. It's called responsibility. Even what he thought he had is now going to be taken away. Yes? Can you imagine the day that Ananias and Sapphira came in. Now, Barnabas had already sold his house, sold his property, and he gave the money to the apostles. That's why he's called the son of consolation. Okay? He gives his house, he gives his money, all his money, gives it. Now, Ananias and Sophia come through the door. They tell him, we're going to give our money as well. We're going to give our money. So, Peter smells a rat. Because Peter can hear God. Peter smells a rat, and he's thinking, you know what? I know what three strikes and out means. Think about this. Peter knows what three strikes and out is all about. Do you remember? Surely three, three times the cock will crow, right? And when he reinstated him, how many times did Jesus ask him? Three times. Right, so Jesus knows, uh, Peter knows the rule of three. Okay? So Peter's asking him, Ananias, are you going to give that money? All Ananias had to say is, I'm giving a portion of it. Yeah. But he didn't. I'm giving it all. All of it. So Peter thinks, okay, let's, let's play him at his own game here. Ananias, well, remember, three-strike rule. Are you, giving, are you giving all the money? Yeah, we're giving all the money. Strike one. He waits a little bit. Ananias, that must have cost you a lot, a lot of money, that property you had. All the money, yeah. yeah all, all the money. Strike two. So he waits a little bit longer. And then he says, hey, everybody, Ananias is going to give his money. He's going to give it all. Is, isn't that right? Yeah. Strike three. The boy's dead. Even what he had now was now taken away. Think about it. So then he says, let's see, we can play the same strike three on his wife. Because his wife was not in the room. So she comes in, doesn't know anything about her husband, and Peter plays the same same game. Three strikes and you're out. She had three opportunities to tell the truth. She didn't. So what happened? What they both had, they lost. They didn't need to lose the life. They didn't need to lose the property. They didn't need to lose it. All they had to do was say, we're making an offering and that's it. This is when I read the scripture and it says, even what he's been given will be taken away. I always think about those two. They had it all and lost everything. Don't be like those. When God speaks to you, tell him the truth. When I speak to you, tell me the truth. When I speak to you, you expect me to tell you the truth, don't you? You should. It's quite right. So, God wants to lead you with his eyes, his hands, and his heart. How many of you believe that? So 1 Corinthians, let's see if we can pick it up for you. Here we go. We've not received the spirit of this world. How many of you know? But guess what? Many of us operate in that spirit of the world. We've not received the spirit of the world. Why? But the spirit who is from God. So what spirit have we got? God's spirit. That we may understand what God has freely given us. And I put in blue there, through a developed God conscience. If your conscience is not developed, you'll never understand what God's giving to you. Your conscience has to be developed. This is what a good conscience does. Someone leaves a wallet. There. No one's watching. Integrity. Integrity means when no one's watching, what will you do? I could take that. Nobody would. None the wiser. But integrity says, it's not mine. It doesn't matter if there's four wallets there. It does not matter how many wallets are there. It's immaterial. It's not mine. So my son, a couple of months ago, he's, in, he's, he's driving uh, and he pulls over for some petrol and he finds a wallet and it's loaded. It's loaded with money. And he's got credit cards. You know the top ones. Whoever owns this has got money. He's loaded So Ben's thinking, now Ben's, my son right now is struggling to try and get some money together to buy a house. The opportunity's there. I could throw the wallet away, stuff the the money in the back pocket, but he doesn't. Thank God. Because I would have killed him. (laughs) He ticks it, he looks at it, he rings the fella up. The fella, oh, 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 I can't believe it. So he drives out his way, drives 30 miles to this fella's house. He said, Dad, I walk, I, I drive down this, this road. He said, And these are multi-million pound houses. He said, I drive through the gates, you know, I've got this guy's wallet. And I, all I had to do was just turn around and drive off. No, and no, he delivers, delivers. Now, obviously, when the fellow rows a Mancunian accent, he's thinking, Whoa, a mank, have you ever seen to my son speak? all right there, uh, follow out not a man, it's all right, you know, uh, one of those kind of things, and Ben gives him the wallet, and the guy says, you know what, I'm really, I'm, uh, we're bowled over, here's 60 quid, he gives him 60 quid, now I said to him, I said, son, I'm really proud of you, why, because you had the opportunity to take it, and you didn't take it, not only didn't you take it, you drove all the way b- over there, and you delivered to him, well done son, your mother would never have done that, your mother would have took it. I'm joking. <laughs> but I was really proud of him, because integrity is when no one's looking. It's not when everyone's watching. It's easy to do the right thing when everyone's watching. But God's watching to see if he can lead you with a conscience. Do you have a conscience when no one's watching? This is part of hearing the voice of God. Developing a conscience. So, let's get back to our scripture. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but words taught to us by who? The Holy Ghost. How? How? Expressing spiritual truth in spiritual words. Yes? The man without the Holy Ghost does not accept the things... That come from the spirit of God. For their are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them. Understanding is the key thing. Because he is spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things. But he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of the Christ. In other words, we've got all the God-given equipment there to hear, to connect and to receive all the God-given equipment. Hearing God has to be developed. It has to be developed. It's not something you wake up one morning and think, I can hear, it's a miracle. You hear gradually, progressively, through experience. You look back and say, now I know how God speaks to me. When you can join the dots up. Hello? When you can join the dots up and look back and say, ah, that's how God spoke to me. Ah, that's how God spoke to me. We all have to go through this process. Every one of us. And last week I said, if you're not sure and you stood at the crossroads, do we go right or left? Start moving. Start moving because that first scripture said, you will hear a voice. And if you go left, as long as you're hearing, as long as you, you, your heart is open for God to speak to you, God will bring you back. He'll always bring you back, right? Because he knows hearing is progressive. He knows it. How many times have you given instructions to your children and you have had to tell them how many times? You're no different with God. And I'm no different with God. So, let me tell you a few things you don't know about your spirit, Do you know you've got a spirit? You've got a spirit. The moment you became born again, God gave you a spirit. And it's in that spirit that the Holy Ghost speaks to your spirit. Yes? And when your spirit and his spirit speak, connect together, you are then in the spirit. Yes? So, let me give you some things about your spirit. Your spirit is the consciousness of God. That scripture we read there, because we have the mind of Christ. Now, what does that mean? It means you have a consciousness. You have a God consciousness. In other words, you can think like him, you can think about him, and you can think like him. Hello? You see, I can think like my wife, because I know her. She can think like me. And when we have a mind melt, in other words, when we're on the same page, it's harmony. Yes? Getting everyone on the same page is is the work. But the more I know a person, the more I get to know that person, the more I can think like them. But I've got the God-given equipment to be able to think like Christ because he's given me his mind. But But I need his conscience. Jesus hates. Jesus hate? Yes. He hates evil. He hates evil. He wants me to hate evil. And cling to righteousness. But I need a conscience to disconnect from everything that is sinful, unrighteous. Yeah? And I need a conscience to cling to what's holy, what's right, what's true. So, our conscience is the first thing that you must develop if you want to hear the voice of God. Your conscience, not just your intellect albeit your intellect don't leave your brain at home bring it with you you just might need it but your conscious mind this is the mind of Christ it must be developed so I think and I feel I can be stood in a crowd and let's say I don't know Lisa I can be stood there waiting for me waiting for my Greg's bacon roll in the morning I'm just stood there picking my nose minding my own business and Lisa stood in front of me and I hear speak to this lady she's in trouble now, did I get a letter for the post? Did it drop down on the on the menu board? No, I just speak to this lady. She's in trouble. Now, it was it simple. Now, if I had that conscience is awake in the morning, I think, well, God, I need my coffee first. No, no, no. If that conscience is alive, who knows what she's going to do for that day? Who knows what could happen to this lady? All God's asked me to do is speak to her. At that moment, you think, oh, wish I hadn't come in here now. All, I'm asking, all he's asked me to do is speak to this lady. But that one little thing can become massive. What do we do? She might tell me, yeah, mind my own business. How do we, do, how do we get an icebreaker? Hear my voice, do what I ask you to do. God, what? why me? Because you're the only one in the shop. Right. Now, let's just say I ask and approach her. And then all of a sudden, she, I, I managed to help her. What, what cloud am I on all through the day? I'm on cloud nine. But I developed a conscience to hear God say, do it. Listen, you might disobey. But right at this point, I'm talking about developing the conscience. Obedience is another, another step. But right now, at least I'm aware you're speaking to me. That's the first thing God wants to do in all of us, to develop the conscience so wherever you're stood, wherever you're going, whoever you speak to, God's conscience awake in you. God can speak to anyone at any time through you if your conscience is awake. Yes? When your conscience is not, then it gets difficult. God has to use somebody else. So God has to make your conscience alive, and we do that through walking in the Spirit, through praying, through reading His Word, becoming alive in the Spirit. Amen? Your Spirit has the ability to function in two realms. Do you know that? Right now, I am here. I'm all flesh and blood. But if I close my eyes, and I lift up my holy hands, and start worshipping the Lord, I can enter into a whole new realm. I can be in two places at once. All I have to do is this. Listen, heaven is only one thought away. That's how close heaven is. So I can stand on the earth, just close my eyes, I lift up my holy hands. His presence comes. He can take me to Him and I can bring Him to me just by my words. Yes? It's that real. I don't need the band. I don't need a CD. Well, you might want to use one of ours, but that might be all right. (laughs) Seriously, I don't need a CD. I just have to stand there. Once the moment I raise my only hands and I close my eyes and I start to think on the Lord, heaven starts drawing. He's only one thought away. Seriously, you you don't need a church service next week to get into the presence of God. Just close your eyes and start saying, Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord. Bring your presence closer to me. Just stay in that place and let heaven come to you. Yeah? yeah? If you don't know where heaven is, close your eyes. It'll come to you. Yeah. Thank you Lord. It's that simple. You think, you say, well, Pastor, that sounds so simple. Thank goodness you've got it. Yeah. You've got it. It always was designed to be simple. Well, how come, how come he's seeing angels and, and he's having the, the magical mystery tour? It's because he's smoking weed. The truth is, 98% of us don't have that. But can we have that? Yes. But anyone who keeps telling you, oh, I saw angels this morning flying around. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Can we see it? Yes. But most people, when they go into the spirit and they start seeing angels, they go on the magical mystery tour. Oh, and I saw flowers and I saw the streets of gold and I got this and I got that. When you go into the spirit, I only need to go into the spirit to hear what he's got to say to me. I don't need a magical mystery at all. Why? Now, if he texts me on one, that's his. But my first thing is to listen to him. He's took me into the spirit for a reason. What are you saying to me, Lord? Right. So many people trying to act so spiritual when it's a lot of rubbish. So heavenly-minded, no earthly use. Your spirit is like... One of them. A pen drive. All of heaven, all of Christ, all of his word, his dreams, destiny, vision... The moment I keep that pen drive in my heart, all of heaven can be downloaded into my heart. My heart is a mobile pen drive. Yeah? Now all I have to do is, my brother there, what's in my pen drive, I can connect it to his system. He can connect his, what's in his system, to my system. And that's why we can mutually be encouraged by one another. Yeah? This is not, oh, obviously you can get viruses on it. I've got to be careful who I open my heart to, and he's got to do the same. So I've got to have some antivirus protections. That's called being smart. (laughs) It's called walking in the spirit, knowing when you smell a red herring, knowing when, when someone's smoking weed, right? So he can transfer to me, I can transfer to him. This morning, I'm transferring to you. As long as you've got your hard drive working, your mobile thingy, Some of you don't come to this church. You've come here for the last couple of weeks. We might not see you again. Well, that's fine. But guess what? What we had today, we gave to you. That's fine. When I go to Malaysia, everything gets transferred onto my hard drive. Then it has to get worked out. Yeah? And then like most things, some things get forgot. But they're always on the disc. Ah, right. So the Holy Spirit can then bring them back to mind. He does a word search in my filing system. And brings it back to me. Oh, there's that file. There's that file. And as I'm worshiping in the spirit, the Lord begins to drop a thought into me. Ah, right. And straight away, I begin to access the filing system. I pick it up. Run with it. Open it up. Oh, oh, thank you. You spoke to me today. All I had was one thought. And all God was doing was saying, the file's on the system, son. Go and find it. This is God. This is God. Don't let us get too complicated. I like the idea of the the pen drive because we we move from the old floppy drives to the CD, to the DVD. Now we've got terabytes. We're gone from gigabytes to terabytes. What's the next one? Have you got another one? And we're unlimited. We have an unlimited God, but you and I have to stretch our capacity. Yeah. Some people's only got one gig. Seriously, they can't handle a lot. They've got one gig of space. What's a gig? Just go with me, it's called space. We'll call it space. Other people have a terabyte. What's a terabyte? It's just more space. Yeah? So some are just a waste of space. (laughs) But the point is, is we've all got capacity to store God because we've got the mind of Christ. Your spirit has this capacity. No, you know we're not going to finish this this morning. But I'm I'm having a play here, so. Your spirit just doesn't allow you to access heaven, but your spirit allows you to access the mind of God. Wow. You have access to the mind of God. Can you think of that? If God can read your thoughts, God allows you to read his thoughts. So I can know what God's thought is towards me today. Lord, I love you this morning, Lord. Lord, as I come to your, as you come to your word this morning, Lord, open up the scriptures. Let the scriptures speak to me today, Lord, about you. And as I start, God begins to reveal himself. He gives me access to his heart and his mind through his word beautiful. It's beautiful. I love those days, you know, when you, when you do that thing where you get the Bible. Right, Lord, where we go today? 66 books. And you just turn it over, you flick it open like that. Well, the right way around for me. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm struggling to understand it. <laughs> you turn and you get one of the genealogies. You think, gee, Lord, that's great. I ask you to speak to me. Genealogies. But out the genealogies, they're in there because they have a reason. Everything in this book, everything in this book is here for a purpose. But you don't get, you get one of the Psalms. And then when you open one of the Psalms, you just open your Bible randomly. And there was the word of the Lord. Not tomorrow you open it up and you're there all day and can't find anything. But that one, that particular day you said, Lord, I needed your word. God opened up his word. God, I like the fact that some days God will lead you to that word. on other days he says, no, 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 you pursue me today. You pursue me today. I, I, I got you yesterday. I pursued you yesterday. I gave you enough, hopefully, that you would pursue me today. Lord, 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 Lord well I'm busy. Well, it's okay. So am I. But I still pursued you when I was busy. Pursue me. <laughs> So then you've got to get into his presence and and you have to work a little bit harder. It's not that God's hard to find. He's saying, come on, grow up. Mature. If I do all the work, it's not good. You never mature. So he said, you pursue me today because I'm going to keep, remember what I told you? I keep leading. You follow. I do this and I walk and I lead. Your job is to follow. So he's given us his mind. He's given us his software. Every day we can download more of him. I love that. I like. You know what else I like about this pen drive? There is no file that I can't read. In other words, you know, if I put, if I put, um, um, Phil gives me his Mac, a file from his Mac, and he plays it on our machine at the back. All of a sudden, our machine at the back goes. <laughs> It's not a Mac, it, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's a, ours is a PC. PCs don't talk to Mac. It's like Methodists don't talk to Presbyterians. Pen, you know, Charismatics don't talk to Pentecostals. And all of a sudden there's always a, a reason not to connect. But in God, I can see. I can see a vision. And there's no conflict with software I, I mean, my spirit just reads it. Whether it's audio files, visual files, whether it's step into the moment files, I can go anywhere in any terrain. Why? Because my spirit is made for it. Yeah? Suddenly I was in the spirit. I'm going to admit, we're having a problem with the software down here. It won't read it. No. The moment I go into the spirit, I can step in. And I can read and understand and listen to anything that God shows me. Because he shows me knowing, son, I know you don't have a problem. So I'm telling you, I'm explaining it to you. I'm letting you see some things for you. Yeah. Now go back and tell everybody else. Yeah. Why? Because Why? he knows the software is installed. Yeah. Now, the Holy, the Holy Ghost is such a key figure. This is why a lot of churches do not want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because the moment the baptism of the Holy Spirit is in the church, we all have access to these things. The moment we can keep the spirit out and we can just have dry wood, it's the spirit, it's the conscience of God, not just the mind. It's the conscience that has to be developed. The spirit man has to be developed. Yes? Now, here's a classic, here's a classic idea. Uh, so here's a classic scenario. You've all been in there. You go into a worship service, wherever it is, and the band's playing, and all of a sudden you say, come on, let's just all start speaking in tongues. They can't go more than 60 seconds. Everyone starts speaking. There's no stamina. There's absolutely no stamina whatsoever to go beyond. So you're thinking, oh, oh, We've been worshipping now for a couple of minutes now. Sing something so we don't have to pray. And you find there's a lack of depth in many, many congregations when it comes to the realm of the Spirit. Because we've become so accustomed to listening to speakers, so accustomed to the music, right, that we don't have to develop and stretch ourselves. So that's why when so many Christians struggle to pray... Because they don't know how to work the spirit. Yeah. That all they're trying to do is work the mind. Yeah, right. yeah. And it's your spirit of my it's the spirit of my mind that needs to grow. Not just my intellect. Because my intellect needs to grow as well. But my spirit must teach me, not just my mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You must understand this. This is where the conflict comes with most Christians is that they're using their natural mind to try and understand the things of the Spirit. That's why God gave you a spirit to understand the heart of the Father. The Holy Spirit is the counselor. So as you learn by your spirit, the spirit guide, the spirit teacher, not using the word spirit guide, the spirit teacher is the one who teaches us all truth. And it's an internal revealing it's not it's just a brain thing. Now you've got to use your brain. Bring your brain along. You're going to need it. Yeah? Don't be so spiritual that you've got no brain. And don't be all brain that you've got no spirit. So this is why you need a spirit and you need the word. The word has to be spiritually and intellectually understood. But your spirit could understand a lot more than your brain can. Why? Your, because your spirit... This is why I say dot. Where are you Dot? Dot? That's so why I say, you, when you say, I can't remember a lot of things, I say, good, because God's got a plumbing system that will bypass your brain and teach you from your spirit. Yeah. And your spirit will then notify your brain, we've got an upgrade coming. Yeah. There's a present update coming, open your mail, and your spirit will speak. God will speak to you from your spirit, not just your brain. So even as you get older and your capacity struggles to concentrate, if we can develop you by your spirit man, your spirit man will store a lot more than your natural man. I don't know about you, I'm having a few senior moments. I'm beginning to forget things. But I never forget anything when you tell me. But I begin to forget things. Now, it's amazing, I don't know if I've forgotten. Because if I've forgotten them, how can I know I've forgotten? And so someone reminds me that I should have... Ah, oh, it's a wonderful place sometimes, forgetting things. At least in my little world, everybody knows where I am. <laughs> but the issue is this. Though we get older and we forget things and we, and we find it difficult to wrestle and undone, undo some complex things, your spirit man can stay buoyant and God from your spirit, the waters inside your spirit, God can teach you. But you have to develop it. And I'm so glad you've listened to this because this is what our discipleship is all about. Our discipleship is not going after your brain. It's going after your spirit. We disciple you in the spirit, not just in your brain. Your brain will be updated and upgraded, but your spirit man has got to be renewed. Seven people now we've got for the discipleship. Seven. seven. Yeah, i have got two hands. have got another three spare. There's another three spare for anyone. <laughs> seven. Thank, thank God. You're supposed to say amen at that point. Seven. You know, a month ago we had none. Now we've got seven to start the school in September. So if you're thinking about discipleship, don't pray about it. Because God's already answered it. He said you don't have to pray about discipleship, just do it. So, are you getting this? How many of you know your spirit has a voice? It has a voice. It has a voice. So when God speaks to me, he speaks to me with the greatest respect to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He speaks to me in pure Mancunian. (laughs) He doesn't have a BBC voice. Hello, this is the headquarters speaking. Today, the Lord, the Father has spoken to me and he just wants you to know. No, he doesn't speak like that. He speaks to me in pure Mancunian. All right, there, that kid. And he speaks to me in a way that I understand him. And he speaks to you in the way you understand. And because God is a gentleman, in many ways, he's a gentleman but God knows how to get your attention. So when God speaks to me, I love it when he speaks to me. He speaks to me in Mancunian. I love him. He's a mank. Well, he's not, but he's heavenly. He has a voice. And it's that voice that God wants to train your spirit to recognize. Yes? So even though, the amazing thing is this. Even though God speaks to me, and, and I humorously say, he speaks to me like a Mancunian. That's the only way I know it as. It's the only way I know it as. But it's a voice that I recognize. It's not me speaking, I know that. But when I hear this voice and God speak to me on the inside of my spirit, I know it's God. And I, it, so I've learned to, tra- or I'm learning to train myself to distinguish this voice. Yes? So it's a Mancudian voice to me. To somebody else, it, it'd be different, but to me. How many of you know your spirit... Has emotions. Your spirit has emotions. Why does it have emotions? I can feel his presence. When God says certain things, I respond in different ways. Let me say this now. If I sense the majesty of God coming upon one day, in fact, it was my 50th birthday. A lot of things happened on my 50th birthday. But I'll never forget, they were, they, were having a, they were having a party for me here at the church. And I'm stood here, and I'm just worshipping. And I know there's going to be a party afterwards, but we're having church before the party. So in my mind, I can compartmentalise those two things. Serious, then we'll have the fun. Okay? And I'm stood here. And I see in the spirit a lion walk right through the church. He gets me every time we talk about it. And he sits right on here. Now, when the majesty of God comes in, I'm the only one, well, I think I'm the only one seeing that. It's emotional. I always get emotional when I think about that. And he's there. And he's looking at you all. You know that, as a king would do. He's regal, he's royal. And I'm seeing it. Now, my spirit... As soon as I see the majesty, because my spirit interprets what I'm seeing. I'm seeing royalty. He didn't come with a crown. He didn't come with a robe. He came as a king. Yes? But he came as the lion, the powerful, strong one, the almighty. So I got the majesty of God come, sits there, just looking at around. He's looking at you all. And then, uh, by that time, I'm, I'm on the floor. Tears, I'm crying me a river then. But my spirit could feel that and interpret that. Now, let's just say this morning, you're worshipping. And every time you hear the Father, every time you hear God present himself as a father to you, your spirit, I bet I'm right here, 98% of the time I'm uh, going to be right Whenever the Father God reveals himself to you as a father, your spirit will then interpret that in adoration. Because when a a child responds to their father, there's adoration, there's love. Daddy, 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 daddy. So your body, your spirit has to interpret what you're capturing. This is why worship isn't that. God's not in the ceiling. This is where your spirit must be able to capture what God is saying and how God is revealing himself in the midst. So you as on the earth, as you're worshipping, you capture a sense of what is being uh, transmitted and your spirit then responds in kind. This is hearing the voice of God. Worship isn't this. Worship isn't working the diaphragm. Worship is working the spirit man. Amen. Now, it's good if we've got some nice diaphragms, but the spirit comes from inside. It's called worshipping means spirit and in truth. Now we don't want yodelers. But we do need something just to keep harmony, so it's not a distraction. Yes, so this morning as we're in adoration and, and you know, I give glory to your name. What do you want to do then? You just want to get down and go, oh. Your spirit interprets that. And some of you might, that's why it's not uncommon to see people lie posture on the floor. That's why it's not uncommon for people to dance and skip like a calf. There's all these certain people manifest in a, in a positive way because that's the way their spirit interprets how, what they're worshipping. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's our job as a leadership to make sure all these manifestations are in line. Yeah? You don't want someone jumping on the chair, skipping like a calf. Well, the worst ones are the flag wavers. They poke your eyes out. They're dangerous. These boys are serious. You feel like you're in the ring, you know, like that with that ball. But you've got to be able to... This is why, this is why I labour the point... Of when we stand up in the morning, the first thing we do is try to get you to activate your spirit. So that your spirit then is ready to interpret the journey. Yes? And there's a whole dynamic behind that. Is this helping you? Your spirit needs to understand some things. So it has emotions. Yes? Yes? Now, the trouble is with some churches, they're not comfortable with emotions. So they shut the worship down, they reduce it down, so there's less manifestation and there is less. This is why more and more churches are becoming less and less spiritual. And you know what I put it down to? The platform is taking away the presence of God. So, you can go in 90% of churches today, you won't hear anybody in the congregation prophesy. You can go to churches and the pastor will say to you, don't speak in tongues, because we, 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 we don't want that kind of stuff in here, because we're trying to correct it, we're trying to create a different crowd, a different atmosphere. Yes, you will. When the Holy Spirit goes, you will create a different atmosphere. Sorry, it's his church, not mine. If you poured out the whole If he poured out the fullness of the Holy Ghost for us, we're having the fullness. Anything less than fullness, we've been shortchanged. So we have to create a platform for the Holy Ghost to move. And sometimes, this is why people say, well, when you get a church of 500 or 5,000, you can't have the baptism, you can't have the moving of the Spirit. Shut up. Yes, you can. The way you start is the way we'll continue. When you get 5,000 people and then you try and get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you might have a problem. But guess what? We've, as long as we're in here, we're always going to have the Holy Ghost. Because it's his church. Listen, if the only voice you ever hear is mine, we're finished. He must be able to speak. Not me. We're not building it around a personality. We're building it around the God. The Godhead, I should say. So it's very important that we we understand worship and we put it in its context because worship isn't about what's coming from the front, it's about what's coming from the congregation. It's the spirit within man is able to read the movements of God in the heavens and is the congregation then able to respond to the movements of God in the heavens because if 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 this ministry is not creating this platform, there's a problem. God can't even get in his own church. So then we read in Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Question. Why is he outside knocking on his own door? Because two chapters previous to that, he was inside, he was the lampstand. One minute he's in the church, next minute he's knocking on the door. Can I come in? Something drastically has changed to move him outside his own church. This is the problem we have with modern day church. So, your spirit can also remember things from the past. Yeah. Why? Because it has access to the mind of God. Yeah. Your spirit has memory. Your spirit has capacity. It can remember things. You remember, and what I mean by this is this. 20 years, God might speak to you, as may have spoke to you, and all of a sudden he says, do you remember when I spoke to you at the rock? Do you remember when I spoke to you when you were in that cafe? And all of a sudden, your mind goes, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Your spirit has the, has the capacity to remember 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 Right. It's amazing some of the places God spoke to me. And God will say to you, do you remember that time, Tony, when you were driving down the road, down that dark country road, and I spoke to you, wow, Lord, you're going back a bit, aren't you? Not for me. <laughs> for you, I am, but not for me. I'm just letting you know, Tony, that I know and you've got the capacity. And when, you bring, when he brings it back, it's like he had, he had the conversation only two minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. So your spirit has the capacity to remember. Yes? Your spirit has the capacity. And we're going to finish now. Your spirit has the capacity to push, it has the capacity to rise up and push. So your spirit can be like a lion one minute, it can be ferocious you can be determined, you're praying, you can be, may not be in tongues, you can just, it has the capacity to go and intercede before the Lord. Yes? And other times, it has the capacity just to hold its ground. And other times, God says, advance, so your spirit, this is how your spirit, you know the nature of your spirit. Watch this. See that there? See that? That water's passive. Right? Well, let's just say that's my spirit water. And all of a sudden, let's turn it that way. And all of a sudden, I start moving in the spirit. And, and, and I'm in adoration and the water's still quite still. It's peaceful waters inside. And then all of a sudden, God says, I want you to start praying for for uh, Johnny. Johnny, okay, Johnny, yeah. And you think, oh, yeah, I've got to pray for Johnny today. And I start praying. It's still peaceful waters. Oh, I give glory to your name. Johnny, Lord, I just give Johnny to you, Lord, this morning. Lord, 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 let, Lord, just bring bring a breakthrough to him. No, no, Lord, 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 Lord. No, I pray for Johnny. No, Johnny, in the name of Jesus, I command you to rise from the hospital. And all of a sudden, the waters start getting choppy. Right? And they start wishing. Now, you've got power. You've got Velocity, you've got all kinds of pressure in there. You can push in your spirit. Then all of a sudden, God says, you feel like you've you've used all the energy up for Johnny, and all of a sudden, you can go back to worship. Peaceful waters. And your spirit has the capacity. And how you get to know what your capacity is, is by these waters, how the waters are flowing in your spirit. Sometimes, we can pick up the microphone, and I can stand here, and Paul can be leading and he picks his guitar up and he plays the first note and straight away I go, no, stop that song, it's not going to work. Why? Because instantly I sense the water shifting. Yeah. And instantly, now if you've ever come to our building in the spirit, evening we have here, yeah. when we shift all the chairs, and it's a very highly charged atmosphere, yeah. prophetic, healing, Anything can happen on that night, and we teach the congregation here how to work this spirit man. We use worship, we use a lot of word. We're not preaching; we're just interjecting with things, and the whole thing—the waters are shifting. Yes. Most of our songs on that CD have all come out of that environment. Yes. Prophetic melodies have come out the, out the spirit. We've captured them. We've sang a song for an hour. We've pushed it. We've, we've stretched this thing. We've pushed it this way. Then we've pushed it that way. Then we've gone back into worship. with it. Then we've pushed it this way. It's like the okey And what we've done is we've taken, respon- we've taken responsibility for the atmosphere. We've taken responsibility for the water level. Other times you come in and we've, we're on our faces because we know the water level is just, don't put your head above the water right now. Keep your head in. And other times we get up and we just go for it it's all about reading the temperature how is the air moving I love this I love that atmosphere I was born for that so it knows it has capacity to push and crave for the things it knows and loves your spirit is indestructible your spirit is indestructible it's imperishable. You have an indestructible spirit. I'm Superman. I'm all the Marvel characters and then more. Why? Because my spirit cannot be killed. Now listen, your emotions, your human emotions can be hurt. And very often, when I, if I affect you in the air of your soul, you will shut your spirit down. That's why you wake up in the morning, flesh and blood, and you think, oh, I don't feel too good today. God says, start praying, no, Lord, I've got a cold. I've got man flu, Lord. Do you know how serious it is down here? And the first thing we do is we shut down the spirit because of the soul. But your spirit is indestructible. It has the power to push the flesh to one side and say, flesh, shut up. We're going on a journey. If he speaks, I'm in, and and it takes it takes a lot of effort to do that. And you know the last thing about your spirit, it's eternal. Your spirit's eternal. It's going to live forever. I'm going to live forever. I'm going to learn how to fly. Forget it. Some of you don't know that song, but I can't sing it long because I've run out of words. The right words, that is. But your spirit is everlasting. So if you stand to your feet with me, if you will. What does it say about God? God is the everlasting Father. Amen. His word is everlasting. Yes? His word in you is everlasting. Your spirit is everlasting. Doesn't matter. That's why, listen, Romans says, who can separate us? What can separate us? Nothing. Why? Because it's indestructible and it's everlasting. Isn't that amazing? God says from this, this seed I give Lisa, the seed I put into Lisa, no one can destroy it. You can shut it down, Lisa. You can ignore it. But it's still indestructible. Indestructible and usable are two different things. You must use it. She can has, has the right to shut it down and not use it. But that doesn't mean to say the the seed is indestructible. It's not indestructible. It is indestructible, amen. So, heaven. How far is heaven away? One thought. Never mind how far. Never mind how far space is from the earth. Never mind how far Mars is. Forget Mars. Close your eyes. Heaven, right there. So let's start from this one place of one thought, and heaven is there. Heaven is only one thought of the way, and I'm in it now. Right now, your spirit man begins to soar in the spirit. And straight away, from that source, you receive. From that source, you partake. From that source, that source, the eternal living source, that's where you draw from. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for your word today, Lord. Thank you from, from the Spirit. Thank you from the Spirit we've received. Thank you, O God, we've received a measure upon measure. Oh, Father, we thank you, O God. 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 Oh, come on, church. Let's just take it up another level. Exercise your spirit, man. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty Father. Everlasting God. Woo! Yes! I sing glory! Yes! Oh, yeah. Just stay in this place. Just worship a minute. Just worship. Whoa! Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, from this one this place, oh God. From one place, oh God, from one position all heaven can download. Oh mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Cause I give glory to your name. Oh Lord. Glory to your name, O oh Lord, for your name is great and worthy to be praised. I give glory to your name, O oh Lord, glory to your name, O oh Lord. For your name is great and greatly to be praised. Say it one more time. I give glory to your name, O oh Lord. Glory to your name, O oh Lord. For your name is great. And greatly to be praised, I give glory to your name, oh Lord, glory to your name, O oh Lord, for your name is great, and greatly to be praised. Oh, thank you Lord. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Woo! Robobobobori anda rab sidiriende. Sidiri bababa kurien dela massanda. Oh, mighty God. Woo! <laughs> this week you would do yourself a great favor if you would energize your own spirit yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. learn to find a place to yeah. exercise this language yeah. your thoughts remember heaven's just a thought away from that place say lord teach me yeah. teach me lord show me how to to uh, sh- show me listen this is what i'm going to say to you show me how to track the waters inside of my spirit how they flow. Show me, teach me the nature of when the water's a That how I should then reflect that. When the water start getting a bit choppy, show me how then to reflect that. Yeah. Show me, oh God, teach me from in within. Teach me from within, yeah. not from without. Yes, yes. Holy Ghost, how many of you believe the Holy Ghost is your teacher? Yes. How many of you believe he's the best teacher? Yes. Right then, let's, let's just raise our hands and say, Father, you are my teacher you will teach me I stand at the crossroads and I ask you O God which way should I walk and the Lord says hear my voice and I'll lead you in the way you should go trust me give me your hands give me your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge me and I'll make your path straight in Jesus holy name Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a standing ovation.